Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, tonight, D-Generation X proudly brings to you the greatest show on Earth. And that's the bottom line, because Stone Cold said so. Joe Black, Chris Mindell, the Sons of Slam podcast. So I never do this. This I think it's in 80 episodes I've yet to do this, but I've just found my new favorite song of 2020. And if you watched wrestling this week, you heard this song. It's by an artist named NF. He first came out with Time last year. Uh, hit the top 100 on Billboard charts. This song is a banger and F with the search hey Nate how's life I don't know it's alright I've been dealing with some things like every human being and really didn't sleep much last night I'm sorry that's fine I just think I need a little me time. I just think I need a little free time. Little break from the shows and the bus rides. Yeah. Last year I had a breakdown. Thoughts telling me I'm lost, getting too loud. Had to see a therapist and I found out. Something funny's going on up in my house. Yeah, started thinking maybe I should move out. You know, pack my car, take a new route. Clean up my yard, get the noose out. Hang up my heart, let it air out. I've been searching. What does that mean, Nate? I've been learning. Grabbing my keepsakes, leaving my burdens. Well, I brought a few with me. I'm not perfect. Looking at the view like... Like this concerns me, picking up the cues right, I'm quite nervous Hate it when I lose sight, life gets blurry and things might hurt me It's probably gonna be a long journey, but hey, It's worth it the whole cold world out there, kids, grab your coats Been a minute, I know, now I'm back to wrong Looking for the antidote to crack the code Pretty vivid, I admit it, I'm in classic mode The only pity given to me, but I can't condone Fucking down to me, I'ma have to crack your nose for cracking jokes I'm looking for the map to hope, you see Been making a whole lot of changes Wrote a song about that, you should play it I get scared when I walk on these stages, I look at the crowd and see so many faces yeah that's when i start to get anxious that's when my thoughts can be dangerous that's when i put on my makeup and drown in self-hatred forget what i'm saying and where the beat go oh ain't that something drums came in you ain't see that coming hands on my head can't tell me nothing got a taste of the fame it'll pull my stomach throw it back up like i don't want it wipe my face clean up my vomit ocd trying to push my buttons i said don't touch it Done it. I can be critical, never typical Intricate with every syllable, I'm a criminal Intimate but never political, pretty visual Even if you hate it, I'll make you feel like you're in it though You call me what you want, but never call me forgettable Living deep in thought, I can never swim in the kiddie pool Wait it, I've been thinking the cinematic is beautiful Man, I don't know if I'm making movies or music videos Videos, videos, videos Yeah, the sales can rise, doesn't mean much though When your health declines See, we've all got something that we trapped inside That we try to suffocate, you know, hoping it dies Try to hold it underwater, but it always survives And it comes up out of nowhere like an evil surprise Then it hovers over you to tell you me you don't relate to that? Must I be as crazy as I am? The point I'm making is the mind is a powerful place And what you feed it can affect you in a powerful way It's pretty cool, right? Yeah, but it's not always safe Just hang with me, this'll only take a moment, okay? Just think about it for a second If you look at your face Every day when you get up and think you'll never be great You'll never be great Not because you're not, but the hate We'll always find a way to cut you up and murder your faith Woo! take a look at the benefits Nothing to matter with, I can never be delicate My irrelevant, that depends on your measurement Take a measurement and bag it up and give me the evidence Pretty evident, dependable, can never be tentative I'm a gentleman, depending on the I think you're genuine, pretty elegant, but not afraid to tell you to get it. Grab my etiquette, I keep it to myself when I celebrate. Huh? It's that time again, but it grab your balloons and invite your friends. See, bounce back on, yeah, strap them in. Look at me, everybody, I'm smiling big on a road right now that I can't predict. Tell me, tone that down, but 
I can't resist Y'all know that sound, better raise your fist The search begins, I'm back, so enjoy the trip So I heard that song last week And I, I think it's been on a constant loop Like, there's been no other songs I've heard <laughs> The entire weekend After hearing that Do you, and again, I, as I mentioned before If you watched wrestling last week You heard that song Do you know where you heard that song? I believe was that the song that played during uh fuck who was it uh uh fucking use my words Bianca Belair yeah sir very nice very nice job sir that that's was why the, they pay me the big bucks that's why they pay you the big bucks you're getting paid um <laughs> that's <laughs> this song here NF the search uh was part of the promo that they aired with Bianca Belair on Friday Night SmackDown right before New Day, the New Day match. And I'm like, I'm watching this this uh, with the wind. Ooh. I'm watching this promo and like, this this is one of the hottest promos I've seen in a minute. And then Corey Graves goes on to say that Bianca Belair is going to be uh, women's champion at some point. And I'm like, where is this song? Who sings this song? And it's, I did a search and ironically, it's called The Search by NF. So I wanted to play that out as my 2020 song of the year. <laughs> it's just I want to get back in the gym and start working out to that song. Did they not specify the name and artist on the bottom left corner of the uh, of the screen? Uh, not that I was aware of unless I missed it. Uh, well, I was watching YouTube clips and that's where I saw it. Okay. So I was like, "Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah." Yeah, no, I definitely didn't see it while I was watching it live. Um mm. but anyway, I wanted to share that with the masses. Thank you for indulging me. Ladies and gentlemen, Sons of Slam, we are on and in your ears. Thank you guys so much. For listening, catch us on the Twitter, Sons of Slam Show, SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. My name is Chris Mindell, along with the Reaper, Mr. Joe Black. Guy, what's good? Uh, I'm doing all right. Yeah? Not too bad. Not all right. too shabby. Uh, you are definitely, as, as before we started recording, you're definitely doing better than your team. So what the hell happened? Oh, uh, my God. You know, we're going to get into this really quick. Miami, uh, the Dolphins took on the 49ers last week, and Dolphins won 43-17. Your thoughts? I'm just here so I don't get fired. <laughs> Dude. With Garoppolo, right? Yeah, he was not having... Listen, guy came back from injury. Okay. All right. He might may have had the yips a little bit. Mm-hmm. So, you know, give the man some time. All right. He took a bad injury. Listen. He's only had one full season. Mm-hmm. So I don't want to hear anything about anybody saying that we paid him too much. You know who I'm talking about, Steve. You fucker. <laughs> And you, you nothing was clicking. Do. Nothing you was clicking. Two of, the, two of our biggest parts of our defense are not healthy right now. And both of them have torn ACLs. So it's it, it doesn't help that that happened, too. Sorry to hear that. But I'm at the point. Pretty, I don't know if I said this last week on the show. I'm mm-hmm. at the point where I, I have a bet with my buddy who's got a better record at the end of the year, the Niners or the Jets. That's looking pretty good for me. Uh, I gave him two and a half games, so I got to win three. <laughs> I got to win three to win. Okay. So, uh, like, I just got to get three more games. That's it. I need three more wins than the New York Jets. I mean, I need, I need three less losses than, than the New, New York, York Jets. Jets. Here's your jinx nail. Um, can he pay you now just to get it over with? No. You have to pay, go through the full season. Yep. And he actually thinks that they're going to come up with three wins somehow, some way. As soon as – well, we, we made this bet way before anybody even played a game. Okay. Normally, I 
The first year we did it was Chip Kelly's year in San Francisco. Right. And I bet him wholeheartedly that the 49ers are going to have a way better record than the Jets did. I was wrong. <laughs> I was wrong. Mm-hmm. I, I get that. Mm-hmm. Sometimes I – listen, everybody knows on this show I'll admit when I'm wrong. I don't like it. No, nobody does. But I admit it. So as of Everybody's right now – Everybody's got faults. You're, you're way ahead. So as of this recording right now, uh, right now it's three minutes and 11 seconds left in the third quarter. Miami they still have not scored a touchdown, correct? Miami is leading 24 nothing. <laughs> yeah, buddy. <laughs> Fuck the Dolphins, but I, I, listen, I love the Jets, and I would love for them to win, but let's I see. don't want them. Let, let's see the next. Okay, so they're, they're going to go 0-6 after today. So let's let's fast forward to the Jets' uh, uh, rest of the season really quick. Next week, they take on the Bills. Loss. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, week 8, Jets take on the Chiefs. Uh, double loss. Week 9. I don't know, bro. Okay. Derek Carr beat fucking uh, Patty Mahomes. Shut your, shut your own mic off. Um, Monday, November 9th, they take on the Patriots <laughs> at home, though. Um, that's a loss. Let's go. That's here. probably going to be the one game that they do win. Watch. Knowing the Jets, that's always the one game that they win is the fucking Patriots game. It's weird. Week 10, they have a bye. Week 11, uh, let's see here. They take on the Chargers. Uh, oh, maybe? I, I don't know. That, that, that rookie quarterback has been fucking lighting people up. I don't know. As of right now, the line is, uh, Chargers uh, minus eight, so that might change. That's that's a couple weeks away. Uh, that might be one win. We'll, we'll we'll leave that up in the air. Dolphins again, uh, week twelve in New York. That's another loss. It's a big fat loss. Uh, let's see, week thirteen against the Las Vegas Raiders, loss. Uh, fourteen. The Raiders just took out the Chiefs last week. Uh, fourteen. They take on. Did I not just say that? <laughs> you did. Uh, I did. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> Jets took on the take on the Seahawks week fourteen, uh, quadruple loss. Week fifteen. That's the one game I'm rooting for the Jets for. I don't give a fuck if it fucks me up. <laughs> I I hate the sea hate the Seahawks. Well, you know, don't hold. I your would breath. be so much of a bigger Marshawn Lynch fan if he did not play a, a down in fucking Seattle. Don't hold your breath for that one. Uh, week fifteen <gasps> uh, against the uh, the Rams loss. Sixteen uh, against the Browns. Uh, I'll take that as a loss. And week seventeen. I don't know. I don't think they're losing that one. Browns, I think Browns are actually okay this year. They are, and the Jets dumpster fire. Yes. So that's why it's gonna. Pro- the, yeah, the Jets are gonna lose. Last week of the last game, uh, last game of the season, week seventeen, they take on the Patriots. <laughs> so your boy might have one win, and that's po- that's probable. That's good. I got, but here's my problem: yeah. I only have two wins right now. And if I lose out, I'm gonna be fucking depressed. I think we should just, we should just hold a uh, like a celebration, some sort of party. A celebration or yeah. a fucking eulogy? No, it's celebration. For who? For your friend. Why? For when he wins? Yeah. Ah, oh, fuck you, man, dude. If the Jets can pull that off <laughs> and cover the this three, this is true. This is true <laughs> against the against the reigning defending NFC champions. NFC champs. Uh, let's move on from horrible. How do we get into Jets talk? Sorry, uh, I apologize. Um, I'd like to label it as 49er talk if that's okay. 49 <laughs> yes, that just veered Man, off into Jets. I talk. think it makes everybody feel a lot better. About this themselves. is very true. <laughs> uh, yeah, the Jets. Good God. Um, you should bet on the over under uh, how long uh, Gase will last. Uh, anyway, I digress. Let's go into wrestling. So, um, oh, by the way, even before wrestling, congratulations, and I hate that I'm even saying this. But this is how much I hate the Houston Astros. Congratulations to the Tampa Bay Rays <laughs> going to the World Absolutely. Series. Um, yeah, I hate them both, but if I had a gun to my head, uh, yeah. And the fact that I went, felt like I had a seven. gun to my head uh, during this championship series. Yeah. It's just, it, 
the fact I thought they were going to sweep it and came all the way back. Like, who um, do you hate more? The people that beat your team currently, like literally the last round, or the team that cheated the people to who <laughs> fucked your team out of a championship and cheated to win uh, in several years? Uh, I I was more so. Again, it was it was six of one for me, but then the the trash talk that uh, Correa had um, throughout the the series the series is uh, yeah I, I just I can't stand the Rat Astros. I said peace out. Uh, anybody listening in Houston, I apologize, but I don't. Um, I don't at well, all. Uh, sorry, Fuck sorry, but not sorry. So now wrestling. Here we go. So this Sunday. A week from today, uh, next Sunday actually, is uh, Hell in a Cell. And I am looking forward to the three matches that they have currently uh, slated. Um, that being Randy Orton versus Drew McIntyre. That being uh, Roman Reigns versus Jey Uso. And that being uh, Bailey versus Sasha Banks. Uh, the latter needs to be the main event uh, because of how you've built this storyline for however long. And it just makes sense to have that as the main event. The women need to take over. Yes, I'll agree with you in that. With that However, being, yes, please. Like I said last week, mm-hmm. if if Bailey and Sasha do go last, it has to be Roman going first. Okay. Because that's always the second. It's like the it, what is it? The first match is always the third biggest match or something, other than the two like the co-main events or whatever it is. So it, yeah, it can't be like a back-to-back to back thing. Yeah, right. no. Because yeah, we're going to get a back-to-back Hell in a Cell. We know this already. Right. Right. I think that you should put Randy and Drew co-main event and have Sasha Bailey as the true main event of the evening. Gotcha. Uh, have, like I said, Roman in that in that Brock territory right now. Yeah. No, I agree. Be like, I'm going to get my job done, and I'm going to get the hell out of here. <laughs> I, I agree. Um, I bring all that up to say, though, that uh, WWE has nothing else planned. <laughs> there is really nothing else on the card for this uh, to fill in those gaps of having Roman Reigns go first and everybody else uh, after that. Um, Would you be upset if it was a two-hour pay-per-view that just had three Hell in a Cell matches? <sighs> I mean, you're, you're spreading them thin as far as, like... You're talking about like a 45 minute uh, burner. Iron Man match for every single match. <laughs> like they have to go yep. in. Um, I'm not, and then and listen, I'm not saying they have to fill the card yet with like six matches. You can have one more match, maybe two. Like you're you're already three Hell in a Cell matches. Those are going to go long. So mm-hmm. and, and they're not in the no fan era. They're not having uh, long pay per views. So this is the time to kind of just put this the, the three there make one one of the matches i don't know do like an ic or us title match that's, have a, that, have a that's pre-show. what i was gonna get to what what the, okay so the hell in a cell matches are the three biggest storylines that are going in in all of wwe today right other than that what are the biggest storylines in the wwe right now I mean, her business is, I would say biggest, but it is definitely the most used storyline. Would you do Hurt Business now or Hurt Business for Survivor Series? Oh. Do you wait Do you wait another month? Because that's the next pay-per-view after Hell in a Cell, if so I'm he, not mistaken. So let, let's segue into, into my topic that piggybacks off that. You had um, this past Monday Night uh, Raw which I was actually excited to hear for the first time, and I never thought I would say that in my, coming out of my mouth. For the first time ever, I was excited to hear from Mustafa Ali. And 
nowhere on the entire three hours of of freaking raw that you can't just have put him in. I mean, I know you try to fill up time. You have three hours. You had everybody waiting in anticipation for the explanation and nothing. Bubkiss. Why? I'll do you one better. Why? Yes. Exactly why. Why did Retribution get drafted in the first place? Because wrestling. It doesn't make any sense. Exactly. It makes no sense. Right. They came in as this thing where they were like, we're going to wreck everybody. Mm-hmm. Pun intended a little bit. Right. We're going to wreck everybody, but we're going to stay. And we're going to do that. And then people, the higher-ups at WWE go, oh, we want this here. But as storyline goes, you don't want that there because they're disturbing the show. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like a it's like a double-edged sword of, of sorts. You're like, we don't condone what they're doing, but we want it on our show. Whatever they're not doing, we want it on our show. <laughs> but not, not enough to not have them the following week after you just had a, uh, a heel swerve. Yeah, it made no sense. Unless they're waiting to get all the people who were on Raw to SmackDown and not have them interfere in their little farewell address mm-hmm. addresses. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I could really think of. I, I just don't get it. <laughs> I just I just don't understand. I know there was a draft, and speaking of, of the drafts for both nights, uh, I hate the way they do it. I mean, I know I'm, I'm jumping all over the place here, but I hate the way they do it. I, I want back, and everybody online has said the same thing. I, I want back the 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 spinny thing. I don't look stupid, but put some put something into it, man. Like it's just you like you made fun of me last year when I was like, bring back, I, bring back the. Da, 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 da. I, I and everybody got on my case like, oh, we, we got to move on from that. Move I, on. From I'm that. sorry. And now everybody's like, hey, hey, it might not be that bad of an idea. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I said it. All right, that's it. fine. Listen, it hurts. It hurts to say, it, but I'm I'm sorry. The it's, first cut is the deepest. It is the deepest. You know? I know. <laughs> Thank you, Cheryl. Um, <laughs> it's it, it hurt. Yeah, it's it just it, the idea of just rushing through every single pick. Raw's Drew's going to Raw. Uh, Roman's SmackDown. But 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 round one is done. There was you you hyped up the aspect of a draft, and it helped. It worked because your ratings were were up. Um, but just the the presentation, just besides Stephanie and her boobs, um, just not. They were really out there. This they time. were they were more out there on Monday than they were on Friday. Yeah, I thought this was like two thousand and one Stephanie. <laughs> I was waiting for for Jericho Jericho to come out and uh, yeah, right, and ridicule her. Oh, I just wanted a countdown. I don't even need Jericho there. Just, <laughs> just a countdown. And Stephanie gets PTSD going. Oh my god. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. not happening. Bam or bam. Yeah. Um. So yeah, so all that to say is that there is nothing as far as uh, a, a card for the, for the Hell in a Cell uh, pay per view, but we will see this week. There's nothing like having uh, a week to prepare uh, for your go home shows uh, for for matches. Fantastic. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, WWE, oh, Fergal. Um, we 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 were saying how there's no way that you could just strip them of the belt again. Uh, two two champions in a row, um, and sure enough, there might be a strip of said title again <laughs> from Finn. Um, it, they're saying that if if recovery happens quicker than uh, expected, that they will kind of stretch out the story. Um, and uh, the higher ups have said, uh, "quote It is touch and go. It, this is a shoot, and so it's really happening." 
If he seems to be recovering rapidly, for those who don't know, if it seems to be recovering rapidly, he will remain a champion. If not, they will be forced to strip him of the title. Unquote. Um, I'm going to say for this, mm-hmm. and that's it. Fuck Brock Lesnar in that situation. Because he made this whole big thing about not being on television all the time. Mm-hmm. Right? And now... Anybody that's injured cannot just be the champion for a month and not have a fucking title defense, and they got to relinquish the title. Makes no sense. No, you're right. Right? Brock Lesnar had three pay-per-view title defenses mm-hmm. in a year, <laughs> probably. Spread it out. <laughs> I'm making that up 100%. I'm making that up. Whatever it was. Like it, the, the numbers I give are not that far off, right. if we're being completely honest with each other. So why can't you just have Finn be out for a month? And have a storyline about the number one contenders. Yeah. Right? It, yeah. It, it's, it's weird. You have enough talent to, to prolong this. I mean, just just give it a couple weeks. Like, we can get to Halloween Havoc without... You can have a, a, a pay-per-view for NXT without a title match. Yeah, but um, how shitty is it going to be on Halloween Havoc and not have the demon show up? Oh. oh, look at you. Pulled oh. That. Oh, you pulled that card out. You're right. You're right. Um, then you should have like a demon mask, like a protective demon mask. Ooh. <laughs> like the fiend, but just have a, a demon. <laughs> um, so the fiend changes everybody, which is why Andrade, I think, is going to get something else. Ah. Mm. We shall see because he's he's getting buried left and right. Um, and re- reports with that, McMahon does not like him. Um but uh, I don't know. You want to keep uh, keep Charlotte happy? You better better make her man happy. You um, want to keep Rick out of AEW? Give Andrade a fucking U.S. title. Or <laughs> I don't know. He's making that keep money Latino off Latino man happy. Yeah, he's making that money off Skittles, uh, the Skittles ads with uh, with Street Profits. So I don't know if he's going in. There are so many. <laughs> there are so, <laughs> there why are there so many? Why are there so many Skittles ads that I've seen, uh, and I don't like it. Why are there so many? Um, Goldberg. As I, on my Zoom call with everybody, I was like, Goldberg's showing up at some point. And they were like, why? <laughs> I said, that's all I heard was Goldberg showing up. And I was right. So Goldberg showed up uh, in the Thunderdome. And uh, the reason why he showed up in the Thunderdome, not to promote anything as far as an upcoming match. Uh, his premiere, uh, his show, his appearance at Smack- the SmackDown premiere this week meant absolutely nothing in regards to an in-ring return. Goldberg is simply still under contract, and that Thunderdome seat counted as an appearance. Better than what I did with my Thunderdome seat. I, I registered, and I didn't fucking go again. <laughs> Show up. I keep on registering, yeah. and I want to get in, but it's like every time I register for the show that I want to go to, mm-hmm. I'm never like sitting in front of my computer at home and being able to go on the show. Right. So why do you keep registering? Because I want to see if I can do it. Have you yet to do it? I've never been in the Thunderdome. You have yet to do it. Okay. All right. Well, listen. News news is that they're going to continue on. Even they're supposed to end uh, Thunderdome after uh, Hell in the Cell here, um, mm-hmm. but it's it's going to continue on in yes. uh, in Amway Center. So you you have a chance. You have a chance to get in there. Um, speaking of SmackDown, uh, the premiere here, uh, they WWE uh, had their expectations. Uh, on a higher level than what actually apparently came out to be, and it did not meet with Vince McMahon's standards. Um, 
there are reports that uh, he and Kevin Dunn were unhappy with some of the uh, the early portions of the show. Um, that, of which show? I missed that. Of SmackDown. And that okay, uh, okay. the show ran, apparently the first hour ran long, and it threw the entire show off. Huh. Uh, Interesting. I, I find, when you have like an executive director or something that used to be there. Um, well, apparently he's still there. Yikes. Uh, yeah, but he was raw. I'm talking about Bischoff. Oh, that's true. Was he doing anything, though? He wasn't. He was just a lackey for Vince, and that's why he left and decided to be a fucking debate moderator on AEW. <laughs> one time. <laughs> one time. Yeah, and... one time off. Oh, we will geez. never have Eric Bischoff on all elite wrestling television. Mm-hmm. All right, Cody. <laughs> sure, if that's the case. And you're a liar. Uh, speaking of all elite wrestling, uh, Anna Jay of the Dark Order... Um, 99, the Queen, Queen Slayer. I'm Queen sorry. Slayer, there you go. Uh, she's clearing the air after fans call her out on a tweet having racist connotations. And I'm gonna, uh, have you read about this? Do you know anything about it? No. Okay, I'm gonna read you the quote and see what your take on it is, and I will tell you what my take on it is and see where everybody else is at. So she tweeted out, quote, Thankful for being able to wear a mask at the gym for many reasons, one of them being. I can mouth every lyric of the song I'm listening to, unquote. And some fans took her tweet to mean that she is happy to be able to mouth words that she wouldn't normally be able to say, such as those with a racist connotation, her being white. Your thoughts? (laughs) And those are your thoughts, everybody. (laughs) I can see how people can get upset about that. Okay. But the only thing that's going through my head is Anna J at the gym with a mask on singing to the Chris Brown side of the <laughs> of Freaky Friday by Chris Brown and Little Dicky. She uh, in that case, yeah, okay, might be a little bit racist, but like uh, people are just grasping at straws. Seriously, like with I, that with that specific right. tweet, that's just grasping at straws. Or there's already uh, a cancel culture with Anna J now, and. Uh, she deleted the tweet in a hurry when she she saw that some fans took her words out of context. She then went on to say, not what I meant. I meant so I could sing in public and no one would judge me. Twitter is crazy. I, I don't agree with her taking the tweet down. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. Mm-hmm. It's a freedom of speech type of thing. Mm-hmm. You should be allowed to say whatever you want. Is there going to be a little backlash from it? Yeah, there's there's going to be backlash from whatever you say, especially if you're a public figure. I, but if that that was a joke, so out of a place of comedy, I don't agree with apologizing for a joke. With everything that's so racially sensitive now in this year, that is just a the, the cluster that it is, and how I'm so I don't want to show my political leanings, but um, of uh, the Anyway, I don't want to vote for a racist. With that being said, there is no way that I saw this, unless I misread it, there's no way that I saw this as a racist connotation. I did not see it as a racist connotation. However, the first thing I thought about was being able to... It... it, it, How do I want to put this? It kind of bends the... I don't even know. If I'm being honest, it just attracts you as like, what are you saying underneath there? Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? I guess she explained. She definitely didn't mean it in that way. She's, she's, what, 20, she, she's like 23 years old. Well, I mean, that doesn't... Give the little girl a break. <laughs> the little girl. It doesn't mean anything. She'd still be a racist. Um, this is true, but like, yo, she... Uh, I did not she, take she that. She didn't grow up in a racist time. I did not take that as a... Relatively. Uh, right. <laughs> well, I, I didn't take that as a, a racist connotation. And I, I when I first read it, I was like, yeah, if I had a mask and, you know, I could sing out or, or just talk to myself and not seem crazy because I have a mask on my face and you can't see my lips. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, what, that's what I took it as. And I'm insane and I talk to myself because I'm a crazy person. So, yeah, mm-hmm. if I was at the gym, I'd be like, let's go. Keep going. Move, move, go, go, go. I would, I would, or if I'm listening to a song, I would would sing it out loud now, especially um, that I have a mask on. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> With me, it's more like, uh, like pregnancy grunts. <laughs> when I'm at the gym, it's a lot of... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're doing Lamaze while you're lifting weights. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Okay. <laughs> um, next up, uh, Bret Hart came out of nowhere, and uh, they interviewed. Uh, he was interviewed. He was interviewed, and he was talking about um, the idea of his career being ended uh, by a gentleman we just talked about, uh, Goldberg. Um, and that uh, his concussion, his career-ending concussion, cost him fifteen million dollars. And uh, if you do not remember, uh, Goldberg and Bret Hart had a match where Goldberg, in his <laughs> his just awesome wrestling style, took a boot straight to Bret's face and gave him a concussion, and that was the end of his career. And so he is holding a little resentment towards that. Um, yeah, I probably would too. Yeah, I would too. Um, Basically, it says that uh, he he said that he called Goldberg's work rate uh, zero out of ten, and then uh, he went went on to discuss his career-ending concussion uh, during Confessions of a Hitman. Um, the kick was a work a work of a total like somebody who had absolutely no skill at all. He literally threw me into the ropes, and I tried to kick my head. He tried to kick my head off my shoulders, like there was no working aspect to it. There's no way you can do it without hurting somebody. And the thing with Bill was that all the I'm sorry's in the world don't mean anything when you hurt somebody for real. It ended my career. And one of the things that always bothered me about Bill was about a year after he hurt me, which he never called. He never talked to me about it. Uh, he never called to see how I was doing or anything like that. But he did say when I was when I saw him about a year after I got hurt, in fact, a few weeks before WCW terminated my contract, I remember he said to me, it's the nature of the business. We all know what can happen out there it's the nature of the business <laughs> i'm like nah it's not the nature of the business the nature of the business is to not hurt the guy you're working with that's your first priority and at the end bret hart claims that goldberg cost him 15 million dollars wcw cut uh, hart when he couldn't wrestle anymore and that wouldn't have happened if he didn't kick him in the head that's such a shame yeah, it really is and he, i mean he he had two totally separate careers one uh, of one of the greatest wrestlers of all time, the best there is, the best there was, and the best there ever will be. And the and other, then, and then, the worst there is, the worst <laughs> there was, and the worst there ever will be. Just the complete opposite side of the coin, man. It just the, if you had thought of how good he was in WWF at the time, and how shitty they used him in WCW. The irony, the, the, and the irony. I'm sorry. The irony in that is that also, like now, you see. Uh, like I think of wrestlers like uh like Cody. I think of wrestlers like Brody Lee, where you are in a in said WWE, 
and you think that they would have like FTR where they're supposed to have this this you're you're at the top of your career because you're in the biggest promotion on the planet and they do shit with you. And so you leave and then you're bigger than bigger than anything. Yep. You know, you go you do you do your thing in in uh, New Japan, you do your thing overseas in Mexico, wherever you want to go, get your name built up again since it got crushed uh by WWE and you come back and you're you're just better than ever. And so he kind of ironically just had the opposite effect when he went to WCW. WCW. I like to call that the 3MB method. Okay. Because it seems that everybody from that faction is at one point going to leave the company mm-hmm. for multiple years and then return and probably be a world champion. Um, yeah. <laughs> just look at look at you. Two out of three. We're sixty-six percent of the way. Uh, speaking of which, and uh, we always, we always talk about how reports come out when we're off the, off the uh, the recording of this. Uh, Vince McMahon comes out and says that he still sees money in Goldberg. Um, <laughs> that uh, Vince said that. He's, yeah, Fox wanted big names Does on the Vince show have for dementia from nineteen ninety nine. We were told that Vince McMahon couldn't care less what anyone thinks about him using Goldberg, and the head honcho still believes there is value in the Goldberg name. Oh, in the name, yeah, right. But in the work rate and what he doesn't tell about, oh, well, that's different. Not. Right, that's that's a different thing altogether. I'd rather see Bill Goldberg on Bull Run than I'd rather see him on <laughs> Raw. If you ever get a chance and you like cars, go watch Bull Run. Bull it's Run, a great show. It's a great show. Um, what else here? Dominic Mysterio. Since WWE just can't seem to have two names with a wrestler, they're going to drop. Uh, they might drop Mysterio and just call him Dominic. Not only that. But they will uh, change the spelling of his name. So his name now spells D O M I N I K. They're going to cha- change it to D O M I N I C K. Thoughts? I would have just. I would have. I would have went with C first off. Mm-hmm. Just D O M I N I C. Right? Yeah. D O M I N I C. Okay. The only reason I read, I think on on Ringside News, if I'm not mistaken, the only reason that they, one of the reasons why they are going to change it from Dominic Mysterio to just Dominic mm. is because Ray actually got the copyright or the trademark or whatever for the name Prince Mysterio. So Ray owns that name, which means pretty much Dominic owns that name. Right. So uh, to me, it sounds like Ray did, did Ray come out and say, not right, not him himself, but did Ray sign a new contract? Do you know? Uh, so apparently he is uh, set to sign. Um, he, he came out and said that he's about ninety nine percent good to go from his injury, and that uh, and no, not his eye. He can still sign the contract, though, right? <laughs> if, I mean, if he could see the paper, sure. Let's see what he did there. Um, this is a good one. Yeah, a good yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, <laughs> to answer your question. <laughs> uh, so at some point he'll 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 resign. Uh, for long for long term deal and uh especially now that Dominic is is signed and uh and, and Aaliyah uh is looking to get signed also. Yeah, it seems like Vince is using his kids as as quote unquote trade bait. <laughs> you know what I mean? But hey, we're gonna drop the Mysterio last name from your boy. Mm. And Aaliyah doesn't even have a last name right now. <laughs> Just a- so you resign and maybe we'll think about putting the Mysterio back on that. She might have to keep her last name. Uh, because there's already an Aaliyah. 
and that's an NXT. And apparently you can't have two of the same names in in the organization. You want to know what the messed up part about it is, though? Vince would have Aaliyah in NXT change her name. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, without a doubt. Without a doubt. No, Aaliyah's been there at least a year and a half, two years now, and she would definitely get the name change. Yep. Vince. For sure. Vince. Uh, it's wrestling. It's, there's wrestling. Um, wrestling. My last uh, outside the ring here. Uh, this this is what we talk about when we, without fail, we will record something and then something big will happen. And we're like, oh shit. Let's, let's get back on the mics and, and record again. Uh, Lars Sullivan had a return and he was outed for sending unsolicited, inappropriate messages to a married woman. Yeah. Uh, a trainer, though. A trainer. A trainer. So I, just want, I don't know how much of a difference that makes. I was going to say, like, okay. <laughs> it's not like he's just going to some random married chick on Instagram and going, hey, let's, you know, let's get together or some shit like that. By the way, do you know who Mitch Bennett is? Can't say that I do. Uh, he That was his uh, stage name or his screen name when he did his uh, homoerotic films. Why uh, the fuck would I know that? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Listen. I don't judge. I don't know what you're into. <laughs> if that's something that you would you're into. Um <laughs> I wanna know what what the side of your conversation would have been if I said, Yeah, yeah, I know who that is. Uh <laughs> I, I would I would I would be like, uh, okay. <laughs> uh you do. Oh, okay. All right. Um it's, I'm trying to trying to find the the messages here. Uh Lars incredibly beautiful. I absolutely love your legs. Uh, so this this person a yoga she he he uh had an Instagram post. Uh, I'm sorry, I'm I'm trying to I'm looking through Instagram right here because it, it has yo it's yoga for the athlete is the post that it came from and this person this woman uh posted Lars is testimonial. About about whatever product that she was pushing, and then, uh, this is all now now in private Instagram. Um, she sent a picture of her legs, incredibly beautiful. Absolutely love your legs. Do you have any booty pics in those? In those. Um, and then she she goes on to say, "Hey Lars, I'm going to refund you your money. I told you before I block people who send me messages like this. So you've kind of had a warning. I don't have time to work with clients who don't respect boundaries. I'm a happily married woman. It's also not very smart on your part given you're quite well known." <laughs> uh, you can find the DMs between uh the two of them. Uh that was all through. It's it's on WrestleZone.com, Ringside News. It's all over the place. Uh, all the screenshots. Uh, I don't know. That's a tricky situation. Because did he do something wrong? I mean, it goes. Into, there's a whole. I, I'm I'm just counting the amount of screenshots here. So it's there's one, two, three, four. There's four. I mean, and they're all pretty, pretty lengthy screenshots. Um. Ethically wrong, yeah. I, I'll, I'll see that, right? Hundred percent. But like, lawfully wrong. <laughs> like, Velveteen Dream has done in the past. No, no, no. This is not worse than that. It's not. But 
he's had. Ethically, yes. Ethically, it is wrong. You should not be talking to a married woman. <laughs> I, it, it, I get that. From the source. I guess it's worse because of the source. And is anybody else happy that's a woman? Hail. Hey, give me some. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was like, now you're judging. <laughs> now you're judging. It, yeah, but it's a joke and it comes out of a place of comedy. <laughs> so. Well, if you have to explain it, then I, I don't know. Um, <laughs> let's get on. Sorry. It's a good point. If you got to explain the joke, it's not really. It's not really a joke. joke. It's, well. it's not funny. Um, you have anything before we move on to actual wrestling? Did we talk about Dak Prescott last week? Oh, good God, no! Oh, that happened. Uh, Did that happen right after we recorded? That happened after we recorded. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so I just yeah. want to point this out. <sighs> I saw NXT uh, last week's NXT. I saw right before we recorded on Sunday, I believe. Okay. So I watched Ridge Holland break his ankle right before we recorded. Man. And then right after we recorded, you saw I saw it. Dak Prescott compound fracture his fucking ankle. He just that thing live, live on television. Twisted. And I just he looks to the side, he goes down, looks to the sideline and goes, "Let's go." Like, "Get the fuck over here." And he pushed and his And then he holds up his leg and his leg is just dangling. He put and he pushed it like like he, it, it, the, the not ankle, but right below his ankle was sticking out. So he pushed that in. <laughs> yeah. So his leg was still dangling, but he pushed the bone in. Man, I, I'm just like feels so bad for the guy. Dude, he better himself this year too. He he didn't. He, didn't sign. he was still franchise tagged. He didn't get the contract that he wanted. Right, but like that franchise that. tag. So how much was that franchise tagged for though? It was like it was, it was fourteen mil. Yeah, okay, fifteen so, mil, something like that. Right. So, yeah, but listen. I understand. I, he's, listen, if, I'm not justifying uh, it. I'm just saying he's got. Uh, he's not. He's not uh, penniless. But with that being said, yeah, he he bet on himself and don't think that Jerry Jones is going to feel sorry for him. And uh, I beg to differ. See, I, I don't think so. I, I think that, I think Jerry Jones saw how much Dak's injury meant to the team, mm. and I think he may reconsider. Also, don't forget, Dak Prescott turned down a thirty million dollar contract this past year. He did. So there's that. But I yep. don't know. But you got to play to play to pay, <laughs> play to get paid. So it, it's it's tough. It, it's yeah. But li- like yo, know, Richard Sherman. Did you hear about Richard Sherman's contract when he signed with the Niners? I did not. He's like, I don't want guarantee. Like I don't know if he said I don't want guarantees. Or he didn't get guarantees in his contract. Okay. He went to the Niners and said, I want to prove myself. So you pay me what I'm worth after I prove myself. So he got like a basic ass contract with the Niners with all these built-in incentives if he does perform. And he performed, and he got those incentives. Which is what I'm pretty sure Dak Prescott had with this contract. Hmm. He had a whole bunch of incentives built in. I think. I think. I'm not exactly too sure about that. But it's it's just a shame. It, it really is. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. I just see that. And it's just, they kept playing it over and over and over. And um, fucking dumbass Tony Romo. This guy can call... Uh, a whole quarter's worth of plays just by seeing where the long snapper sets up for one play. And then he goes, you got to hope it's just a cramp there, Jack. What? <laughs> uh, I guess he's good at telling the future, just not what he sees in the now. <laughs> that thing was like, just hop it off. Just walk it off. It's fine. You um, want to know how stupid I am, though? Hmm. I'm like, yes, oh, please. yeah, it could be a cramp. could be a cramp. It could be a cramp. <laughs> and then I realized, like, I looked at the angle of his, like, foot, and I was like, Tony, Anthony, that's not a cramp. An- Anthony. <laughs> Anthony, that's Anthony. not a cramp, bro. That's not a cramp. Cut it out. Um, <laughs> you got to walk that off. 
Let's go over. Uh, Walk it off. You'll be good. You'll be good. <laughs> it's like a splinter. Just take it out. Uh, let's let's go over the picks here uh, before we get into every, everything here. So as far as the draft goes, um, because I, I want to see how many people actually or how many storylines just shifted over from Monday to Friday. All right. Do you want me to go round by round? Do you want me to just rattle off all of them? Uh, do you want to do day one and then day two? Or you, you t- we did day one last week. Right. Okay. So, so then, do you want do you want to redo day one or do you want to? Just no, do no. Day no two we can just right let's now. do day day two and then we can just go over what we have here as far as the switches and. All day. right. So I'm just gonna go down this list that I have right in front of me. All right. Uh, number one pick on day one, the Raw takes the Fiend. Uh, Bailey goes to SmackDown. Randy Orton to Raw, Street Profits to SmackDown, and I have a hot take about that. We'll get to it. Mm-hmm. Charlotte Flair to Raw, Kevin Owens to SmackDown, Braun Strowman to Raw, Daniel Bryan to uh, SmackDown, excuse me, Matt Riddle to Raw, Lars Sullivan to SmackDown, Retribution, which we touched on that earlier. Mm-hmm. I don't agree that that should have been the pick at all. That was stupid. That is stupid. Retribution to Raw, King Corbin stays on SmackDown, Keith Lee stays on Raw, Sami Zayn to SmackDown, again, Intercontinental Champion, you put him all the way down there, again, makes no sense. He, he, Alexa Bliss he talks to about Raw. That. I'm sorry, he talked about that too, uh, his, he feels very disrespected, go ahead. He should be, I agree with him yeah. on that. Uh, Alexa Bliss to Raw, Shinsuke and Cesaro stay in SmackDown, Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado on Raw, Dolph Ziggler and Robert Roode to SmackDown, Elias to Raw. Apollo Crews to SmackDown, Lacey Evans to Raw, Carmella stays on SmackDown, Sheamus to Raw, Aleister Black to SmackDown, R-Truth to Raw, Titus O'Neil to Raw, Nikki Cross, Peyton Royce, Dabakato, Akira Tozawa, all to Raw. All right. Chad Gable, well, I don't think I'm done yet. Oh, okay, sorry. Chad Gable <laughs> to SmackDown, Lana to Raw, Natalia to SmackDown, Riddick Moss to Raw. Oh, I think that was last week. Well, whatever. No, that was it. No, no, no. That Who lost to Raw? <laughs> Ross. No, that was this week. That was round seven, which was on uh, on Raw Talk. Um, so they split up uh, Lana and Natalia for for good, and uh, Lana's on, on Raw and Natalia on SmackDown. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. All right. So the obvious first storyline is the Fiend and Alexa. Or just continuing on their trajectory. Which, uh, good, because it made absolutely no sense if they split them up. Yeah, that would have been stupid. Um, we, I want to touch... What was, hang on, real quick, what was the purpose of drafting Charlotte Flair, even though she's not cleared to return yet? I think to just make sure that she, I mean, she's still on the roster, so that, you know, your, your biggest female athlete, now that Becky's gone, uh, needs to be recognized. So even though she's hurt, but would it have been that big of a thing if she didn't get drafted? Uh, and yeah, just popped up. I think so. Oh well, that that would have been the cool. Pop, the pop would have been way bigger. The, yeah, abs- well, the pop from from nobody. Um, but yes, no, you're right. The, All right. Uh, yes, go ahead. Let's get into what I wanted to talk about. Okay, please. So, number one, I do want to see Matt Riddle and Keith Lee in a storyline of some sorts. Okay. Whether it's against each other, with each other, I don't care. They mm-hmm. used to be tag team. They used to be a tag team on the indies. I just want to see that come to fruition. Okay. Ricochet's Eddie Guerrero spot. Oh, we're, we're going right into into Raw. 
Okay. I'm just we're just gonna go in everything. Okay, fine. All right. So let's okay. We'll we'll get into all that here. So let's let's quickly go through uh, Raw here. Uh, McIntyre and Orton basically bookended the show. So they started with Raw uh, fighting each other. Kevin Owens and Aleister Black in another DQ match. There there should be a um, we should have like a, a a game where we just do over and under uh, over under how many DQ especially in a three hour show how many DQs uh, matches they 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 end up being on Monday Night Raw. Dare I ask? Did you keep count this time? No, I did not. But I can tell you right okay. now. So this this match ended in a in a DQ. So that's one. Uh, Lars Sullivan uh, crashed Miss TV. Uh, Hardy and Styles uh, interrupted Rollins' uh, raw farewell address, and then have one of the best impromptu matches I've seen all year. Yeah, uh, with Styles and, and Hardy and Rollins. Not because, well, not only because the match was incredibly good with those three, but how it ended, and how it ended was a guitar shot to the back of Hardy by one Elias. Yeah, and he's back. Yeah, <laughs> and he's back. Um, and I'm, I'm I want to see Elias it. go into a storyline with Rikishi. With Rikishi, turns out Rikishi was driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> I did it, but see, that's one thing. The, the fun, the funny thing is that they are his animosity still for Jeff Hardy, which happened months ago. They never do that. They usually just drop the the storylines and are like, okay, uh, you hate this person now for absolutely no reason. But no, they kept it. Good, good. All right, so that's that's actually two storylines with a common person in each storyline that both move from SmackDown to Raw. To Raw, okay, right, right. Uh, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke uh, were on Ms. TV, which was just the most ridiculous segment uh, that I've seen in a while. Uh, Natalia and Lana come out, they fight for a while, and then they lose. Natalia and Lana lose to the point where now Natalia basically said that she can't do this anymore, and she quits the team. And now Lana's on her own, which pays off at the end. We will get to that. Uh, Angel Garza and Andrade have a match for all of two seconds. Uh, they could have. They they finally had this. They 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 were a tag team for so long. They had they finally broke up. They have this match now, and it's two minutes long. Yeah, doesn't make any sense. Uh, but it the the match itself doesn't make sense. The reason why it was two minutes though was for the payoff at the end <laughs> of this because mm-hmm. uh, music uh, goes off, lights go out, and Alexa Bliss is now in the corner of the ring doing that uh, that backwards, like, crab-looking thing, uh, hold, holding the rope. So going back to what I said earlier. Yes. When The Fiend first came out, this was over a year ago now, mm. maybe even a year and a half almost, when the fiend first came out, he went after Finn Balor. Yes, Finn Balor uh, was injured. He injured him, or uh, kayfabe injury, I guess you would call it. Mm-hmm. And Finn came back in NXT, and he has been the best version of Finn Balor since his NXT days, right. which at that time was the best version of Finn Balor. Right. So, I say that. What if they took this shot? on Andrade to get and then Andrade comes out after it as the best version of Andrade that he's ever been <laughs> and something I just thought of now you didn't have him drafted to either Raw or Smackdown he was not drafted no so why don't you send him back to NXT that's where Andrade made his name made his grit you're gonna see a lot of people going back to NXT 
I'm okay with that. I mean, I'm, I'm okay with it too, but I'm just saying, it, you're going to see a lot of people that just, for one reason or another, when they when they get over to Raw or SmackDown and Vince just sees no potential in them, <clears throat> you, you're you're going to start seeing people come back, uh, i.e. Ember Moon. Um, so yeah, it's it's going to happen, and, and these these multi talented in all facets facets of the game um just not being utilized correctly uh keithley um so yeah you might see something like influx of people going into nxt and i'm I'm okay with that um i did like the uh simultaneous uh synchronized uh sister abigail's on both uh was that what you guys said in the group chat you and steven what the both of you were like or he said that was awesome. Yes, in the middle of the group chat. Yes, that we was like, it. Yes, it was this this, okay. this part here. Yes, because <laughs> I got home from work yeah. on Monday night and I turned on uh, in my living room raw, and I kept on fast forwarding it the whole way mm. until it was live. Okay, because I wanted to just I couldn't go onto the onto USA Network and then rewind it even though I recorded it. Mm-hmm. So I had to go into the DVR. <laughs> Fast forward the whole fucking thing, and as soon as I press play, it would just stop and re-fucking start the thing. So I was sitting in my living room for a good 20 to 30 minutes after I worked an 11-hour shift. Does anybody- just so I can watch that one part. And it, it did it the third or fourth time, and I was like, yo, fuck it. I'm, I'm over it. I'm over it. <laughs> Does anybody else have this issue with their uh, DVRs? Uh, hit us up on Twitter. Um- <laughs> and that was your files. Too. That was your fi- <laughs> files. Uh, see, New Day to, uh, in, in the uh, next match, there, New Day take on and defeat uh, Ziggler and Rude. Um, and this, this is what you were, you were referring to here. So uh, your Eddie Guerrero uh, moment of the night um, with Ricochet taking on Cedric Alexander. And I said while watching this, watching Raw, and they, they set up this match, basically Ricochet saying that if I lose, I'll be part of her business. If I win, though, you have to basically leave me alone. Um, good luck with that. Uh, but he basically pulled the Eddie Guerrero with the chair and uh, hit the chair on the on the the mat while the referee wasn't looking, threw it to Cedric, and did the greatest faux fall oh, I've my ever God. seen. Like, it was with so good. The faint, the hand on the head, the head fainting back. It was it was hysterical. Um, and Ricochet takes the win. I was reading. No, I, mean, I was watching something uh, online the other day, and it talked about. As I mentioned before, it talked about Keith Lee, and it also talked about Ricochet, and how we're in this situation where you you have this influx of people where it's supposed to be your shot to get put onto Raw or SmackDown, where you've come from, air quotes, NXT. And someone like Ricochet, someone like Riddle, someone like Keith Lee, who come over uh, and get put into a spot, and just have nothing and we've talked about this before but just the idea of you have nothing for this person especially keith lee who is one of the most athletic big men that wwe has ever seen and that is not hyperbole that is fact one of the most high to be 300 pounds and to move like a 205 guy is unheard of and you have people like dijakovic you have big guys um t-bar get his name right dude all right whatever uh, Strowman, <laughs> T-Bar, you have people like Strowman, uh, uh, all these athletic big guys that are in the game here and, and are, are good, but they're not him and what he can do. 
and you have nothing for him. And I, I appreciate the fact that that they put him into the spot where immediately you're 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 facing the two of the biggest guys in the in the company in, in McIntyre and Orton. But that's it. And it's just kind of left by the wayside to the point now he's watching he's on uh in the Thunderdome on SmackDown, uh uh trying to eye his uh universal uh opponents. And it just uh it's it's maddening, man. It's just it's just maddening to to kind of see where these guys are going or are not, are not going. Um, but but Ricochet takes this win, and it, is it going to mean anything for him? Since again, another huge talent. Who knows? Who knows? Um, I digress. Then we go full circle here. So now they have this the dual brand dual brand battle royal uh, for a shot at the Raw Women's Championship, and. Uh, Rob on the Zoom call basically called the the idea that uh, Lana gets put out, but not over the rope, over the top rope, and she disappears, and it ends up being uh, Natalia at the end, um, uh, uh, in the mat, in the ring at, at the end. But then all of a sudden Lana comes out of nowhere. It's uh, uh, Natalia and uh, Lacey Evans. Uh, uh, Natalia throws Lacey Evans out. She thinks she won, and all of a sudden. Uh, Lana comes out of nowhere and kicks <laughs> Natalia out of the ring um, to be to become the new number one contender for the Raw title. And then the, the the entire week after, she's basically been on Instagram and uh, TikTok just basically uh, pleading her case as to people taking her seriously. And she gave an impassioned speech the other day uh, where she started crying. Um, and that uh, there's also reports that WWE will be uh, having a huge, huge uh, babyface uh, turn for her and uh, push for her. I'm not upset about it. I just don't. Uh, I hope people don't really believe that Lana's going to win the championship. <laughs> <laughs> if uh, I'm being honest, okay. you should not believe. And if you do. Go on a dirt sheet or two. Okay. <laughs> or two or three. Your uh, mind will be blown. <laughs> <laughs> but So she finally I, gets... I'm, I'm happy to see it, but damn. Yeah. There wasn't fucking Peyton Royce, Bianca Belair, although she just got drafted to SmackDown. Peyton Royce is still on Raw. It's like, come on. Hmm. Couldn't have done that. Yeah. Have Bailey win this, and then she has to do double duty on, uh, on Sunday. The screwy thing about this whole thing was that she... Um, she wins this, and then it's it took less than five seconds for that entire moment to get squashed because McIntyre and Norton <laughs> started come come out from the back uh, behind the commentator uh, table and just are still going at it. So Lana won. That's great. You, you get out, <laughs> get out of the ring. We have to we have to we have to set this up now. Um, so that was raw. Uh, I could have again. I I could have done without the the speed up of the. Uh, of the draft picks, take your time with them. It's a whole, the whole reason why your viewership was up was because people wanted to see where people were going and you could, you could milk that for a little while. Again, it's three hours. Uh, relax. Uh, and Elias is back. So that's, that's my, my two takeaways from that. Here's my takeaways from this. Please. Why don't they have a draft like the NFL has a draft? You know, like a legit draft, have, like a legit draft. You can't do that. Why not? Uh, I have make it a Saturday afternoon. Two people or a Saturday night. 
two people that I could point out right now, the reason why you can't do it, uh, Fiend and Alexa Bliss. Why? Because you just you're just esta- you're establishing this storyline where she's going to turn batshit crazy, and then all of a sudden now Fox wants to have Fiend, but then USA wants to have Alexa Bliss. No, I'm not saying to make it real. You just said make it real. No, I'm saying do their draft special. Have it on a separate day. Oh. No no matches, no nothing. Have a draft special. So li- have an hour draft special on the WWE Network right. where you lay out everything that's going to go on with these draft picks. So then Pete Rosenberg They're going to this and, place. What? Like I would say Peter Rosenberg, Booker T, they're all sitting at a table and they're all talking. Exactly. Like each, each company, each company, each uh, channel has like two minutes. And, yeah. Okay. You can bring back the war rooms. Oh, those cheesy war rooms. It sucked. <laughs> I mean, never, maybe not the two-minute thing. Yeah, okay. Give them, like, a minute. Yeah. Because let's be honest. Yeah, we yeah, don't right. need to be here for that long. This is true. This is very true. This is very true. But it, that's that. they're just getting lazy. See, that? I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just trying to grasp at straws here, but they could have done something way, way better than this. I, I the agree. other thing I had from Raw Please. was, was the title swap on Raw? Oh, with uh, the tag team? Yeah. Swap? Okay. I did that say, was on Raw, correct? That was on Raw, yes. Yes. I did okay. I did say while watching, I was like, they should just, since they're both on the same brand now, they should just give each other their belts. And that's exactly what they did. That's exactly <laughs> what they did. That's uh-huh. that's all fine and good. If that's the way that they wanted to do it, whatever. Right, but I don't view, hot take, I don't view the Street Profits as legitimate triple crown winners. This would make him a triple crown winner. This would make him a triple crown winner. But I don't think I, I don't think it should. That, it's not their fault that they got they got switched over. Team champions. But it's not their fault that they got switched over. I don't know. You're right. No, I I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> they should have won it. Uh, yeah. But it's again, it's not their fault that they got switched over. It's because apparently you can't have two uh, two separate uh, teams on on the same on the same brand. Well, it makes or, sense to not have the Raw SmackDown or the Raw Tag Team Champions on SmackDown. On SmackDown. Like, <laughs> I, I do get it that way, but there's a way more creative way that they could have done, uh, gone about this. True. For, yeah, it's very true. Or they could just unify it and just call it a day. Um, yeah, because they split up the two fucking greatest tag teams that, that WWE's seen in the past decade. Kind of. Unreal. Moving on. Uh, really quickly for NXT here. Uh Anything of note, I'm trying to become number one contenders. NXT tag team, uh, Undisputed Era, uh, defeat uh, Birch and Lorcan. Um, I'm just trying to think and see anything else here. Gargano. I got one thing really quick. Gargano uh, defeated Austin, Austin Theory. Theory. He keeps getting jobs, and <laughs> it's, it's, it's a shame. Go ahead, yes. He does keep getting jobs. However, I kind of view him as like a Randy Orton. But he's not over. What, Randy Orton? No, Austin Theory. Oh, no, yeah, he's not over right now. Right. How over was Randy Orton in his first year in the WWE? Not really. Exactly. Right. Sans evolution, you know. Right. What did Randy Orton do before that? Nothing. He had a cheesy uh, entrance music and... uh, Exactly. And no tattoos. Yes. Exactly. Cheesy entrance music and no tattoos. This is is Randy Orton. Right. Oh, this is Randy. (laughs) Okay. All right. no, but uh, it, the whole him being so goddamn young, mm-hmm. he's got this crazy wrestling ability right now at 23, 25, whatever the fuck he is. Mm-hmm. And he's putting on barn burner matches like that with, you know, 
quite arguably Mr. NXT. Right. There's like, the sky's the limit for this guy. Don't send out some fucking weird DMs, though, dude. <laughs> yeah, really. Uh, watch what you're, what you're sending out there. Uh, Candice LeRae defeated Shotzi Blackheart to become number one contender. Uh, Shotzi hosting uh, Halloween Havoc. And uh, what else? Bring here? it back the wheel. Uh, spoiler alert. Oh, spoiler alert before we got there. Um, <laughs> the return of Tony Storm. And uh, man, oh man, oh man, oh man. Uh, when I heard her music and I saw her coming out, good God, I was just, I was so, so thrilled. So thrilled, in fact, that I had to, I had to get the song. Hell right. yeah, bring it back. Look at that booty, show me the booty, give me the booty, I want the booty, back up the booty, I need the booty, I like the booty, oh, what a booty. Tony Storm, man, good God. Um, Shout out Juice Robinson, man. Who? Juice Robinson? <laughs> oh. Oh, my God. You don't know about Juice Robinson? I don't. Oh, go look up Juice Robinson matches in uh, in New Japan. Well, explain to the guys the man. Explain he to the audience the, really quickly, like to people like me, like who is Juice Robinson? Juice Robinson was a new uh, IWGP United States champion, I believe. Mm. Very, very big American in the New Japan realm. Okay. And he's also... Tony Stern's boyfriend. Really? Yeah, so shout out to him. Okay. So he gets to go home to that every night? Good for wow. him. Good for him indeed. Shaking that booty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Imperium uh, defeating Killian Dane and Drake Maverick. Um, yeah, you, you say that you mark out for this uh, this scenario, this setup, with this David and Goliath uh, situation going on. Yeah. It's, like, it's hilarious. It I don't know how anybody doesn't find this funny as hell. It is pretty funny. Um, Nobody. But, speaking of jobbers, <laughs> Dane Dane was getting job left and right for a big guy, and uh, this is probably like the best <laughs> the best story that he's been in uh, in his NXT career. Is Killian Dane Irish or Scottish? I thought it's he was, Nikki that's Scottish, right? I thought he was Irish. He's Irish. I thought Killian Dane was Irish. Yeah, yeah. Killian Dane is Irish, but his wife Nikki Cross is Scottish. I just forgot. That is correct. That's what I'm trying yes. to say. Yes. So, the him going at the end, uh, uh, nobody gets to hit you unless I do. Unless I do. Um, and then the uh, main event, uh, Damian Priest, taking on Dexter Loomis. And the only way that Dexter Loomis could possibly lose is to have uh, some schmoz. Some schmoz. And that schmoz is in the form of Cameron Grimes. And uh, I'm okay with that. Okay. I'm okay with it because, uh, let's be honest, he was not winning the North American title right here. Everybody knows that. Uh, no, he And wasn't. to keep the... What? No, I said no, he wasn't. Go ahead. Okay. You're right, right. You're right. Um, and to keep the uh, illusion or the folklore of Dexter Loomis alive, the best way to do it is to have a DQ. Right. It's just you don't put the loss on him. You definitely don't pin him in the middle of the ring because that's just him going jobber status, apparently. Right. But I wasn't upset about how the match ended because it furthered storylines. Mm-hmm. I was definitely excited for what happened after the match. So there was a, what is this contest called now? Uh, spin the wheel. Spin the wheel, make the deal. Spin the wheel, make the deal. So Halloween Havoc is going to have a bunch of gimmick matches. Uh, 
Now, are those gimmick matches when they spin a wheel? Are those are those fixed? Like the wheel's just gonna stop well, like on something that they on the other side. Yeah, just like someone standing behind it, like just <laughs> stop. They push the button and it just it just stops in a certain spot, especially if it's on like a, on the the big screen. <laughs> like if it's on the big screen in, in the in the CWC, they like just it stops in a certain thing, and then you know they just happen to have those. I'm just happy that they have an actual wheel. What was that? I said they're going to have the accoutrement there. Uh, I like that word. All right. Um, the, the, I just hope they don't have it on a screen and that it's an actual wheel. Because if it's on a screen, yeah, you can gimmick that real quick. Right. But if it's a wheel, then you got to get like a weight, you know, <laughs> put a, it on the back, something like that. I don't see how like the a, opposite way. The what? It's a whole big thing. It's a, <laughs> it's a whole big thing that I'm sure someone can figure out how to make. Uh, it's not like they paid people to do that, you know. I'd make one right now. Um, I don't even know how. YouTube, you gotta watch YouTube, YouTube video. You could do anything on YouTube. Anything. Somebody learned how to weld on YouTube. <laughs> you could weld. A, you could weld a wheel. <laughs> that, a fixed yeah, wheel. There you go. Weld a fixed <laughs> wheel. Uh, AEW. Uh, by the way, uh, can you give me the numbers because this was the anniversary, the one year anniversary of AEW going up against a basic NXT Wednesday night show. Uh, oh. what were these numbers? Oh, well. So I, I just had to, because I have a whole list oh. of all the ratings between NXT and AEW okay. that I found online. And it actually does go all the way back to the first NXT on the USA Network. Okay. So just for reference, NXT was by itself for two weeks on network television. Yes. For an hour before AEW took over on, uh, what is this, October 2nd, 2019. Mm. So, for the first two weeks, NXT had over a million viewers. Okay. The first week of AEW, AEW brought in 1.4 million viewers. Okay. Right? Fast forward, uh, and actually the next three weeks after that were also over a million viewers. Okay. Fast forward to one year later, AEW this week had 826,000 viewers, and NXT had 651,000, which is lending to about pretty much the average of what they're doing every week, going dating back to the first head-to-head. Right. If anything, AEW has lost momentum. And NXT has remained the same, right? Ratings wise, <laughs> ratings wise, right, right. So, what was the number so, for, the, for the anniversary show here? What, what was the what was the number? The anniversary show was this past one, right? Yes, eight hundred and twenty-six. Eight twenty-six. Huh. Okay. Now, my question is: the first episode of AEW was on October second. So, why was this one? The anniversary show on October 14th. October 2nd? Yes, the first episode of AEW was, was October. October 2nd, 2019. So, yeah, so why did it take so long after? Uh, yeah. Like, like a week after? I, I don't know. Not even the week after. It's like a week and a half. Two weeks after. Yeah, 10 days. Yeah. 11. Huh. 12 days. Maybe think about that. It's interesting. They could have done it the week before. It was a whole. You all right? Here's question: Do you think COVID messed it up? Because um, if I remember correctly, they were going to do the anniversary show on the week that was 
that we know of as now as the celebration of Jericho. The celebration. <laughs> so did COVID mess everything up and they wanted to have Lance Archer versus John Moxley on the anniversary show of AEW? That that is possible. I mean he Archer kind of screwed that up for himself, uh catching the COVID. Uh this is true. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. Uh, I know a lot of things got pushed back. I know, like, <clears throat> excuse me, the match that uh, he was supposed to have, that uh, uh, Moxley was supposed to have with um, Brian Cage, that got pushed back because he his wife had COVID. Um, a lot of things had to get rescheduled with, uh, with the, the 19. So, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Never know, but it, that's a good question. As far as like why why this week and not last week, uh, maybe. Well, I'll, I'll, maybe I'll, I'll ask you this: having them know, having them know that Jericho was going to celebrate his thirty years and we're going to have that as a big celebration, did that trump the the, the one year anniversary? Did that push it back a week? Is Chris Jericho's one-year anniversary on the week between the 7th and the 14th? Was 30, the 2nd and the 7th? 30 years. That's what I'm saying, though. Was it exactly on the 7th? What I'm looking up right now. His first match. <laughs> His first match with Lance Storm was when? And while you're looking that up. Uh, yeah, yeah, go through it. Okay, so they started off, uh, AEW did, with the FTR taking on uh, Best Friends. Uh, and just the uh, DDTs left and right, um, the best friends take the loss there. Uh, but in the match, in the midst of the match, they, they had this ridiculously stupid, um, they started off the, the night with showing Penelope Ford and Kip Sabian playing on this arcade machine and with, the, they're not playing anything cause she was just pushing buttons, just push buttons, uh, and it would come back full circle during this actual match when uh, a member of FTR, uh, it wasn't a member of FTR, it was a member of the Best Friends, uh, I'm lying, it was a member of FTR that basically bum-rushed into the cabinet, destroyed the video game machine, and come to find out at the end of the match when uh, Best Friends lost and they were in the middle of the ring hugging, Miro uh, runs into... uh, into the ring and basically destroys all of best friends. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what the whole Miro thing is. I feel like they're screwing dropping this. the ball. They're dropping the ball. <laughs> they're doing like they're doing a Keith Lee on, on uh, our boy Miro here. Yeah, exactly. Let's bring him in. We'll have him run rough shot over people a couple weeks and then not know what the fuck to do with not him for the next five weeks. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, by the way, yes. Jericho debuted on October 2nd, 1990. So maybe, maybe, there you go. Maybe it did. There you go. Maybe it did. Asked and answered. Best Asked friend. Answered. Trent, That's I'm what sorry. We're here for. This is what I do. I just keep going back and forth. Trent went through the, the cabinet, which is why Miro went after best friends. Mm-hmm. All that to say. There we go. Blah, blah, blah. Um, uh, let's see here. Uh, Sabian and, and Miro take on some jobbers. MJF and his big announcement. Um, he had an interview, Jericho did, about the origin of Inner Circle and where he sees it going. Uh, and he, he has gone on record saying that he sees it as like a DX kind of situation. 
Mm-hmm. Um, in the, in the interview, thankfully he didn't say NWO because yeah, yeah, please don't go NWO route because then everybody's gonna be in inner circle and it's just gonna be inner circle everything. Um, then it's not an inner circle; it's just it's a just circle. the circle. <laughs> it's just the circle. Uh, AEW presents the circle. So he was saying how he originally wanted to have five members. He wanted to have. He, he thought about having um, uh, like Ray Phoenix. And Lucha Bros mm-hmm. in there, um, and that he didn't want to have a what he called a gimmicky uh, tag team, so he saw uh, uh, Proud and Powerful. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wanted a he saw Sammy Guevara as a face in um, NWA, and he was like that guy would be an asshole. I, I want him, and he's very talented. And then he said he wanted a big guy, and that's where Hager came in. Uh, and he said that he, he doesn't want to have it. Break that that's this group shouldn't break up, but he is open to adding members to the inner circle. Mm-hmm. Um, now, hang on one second, please. The original plan for the inner circle was to have Gallows and Anderson in the proud and powerful part. Oh, see, he didn't mention that. Okay, that I'm I'm almost certain that was on a episode of Talk Is Jericho. Okay, that it wasn't it wasn't supposed to be. Uh. It wasn't supposed to be Santana and Ortiz. Right. And then when AJ had convinced uh, Gallows and Anderson to re-sign, they had to think of something else. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, yeah, that, that would have been... I, I'm glad. Amazing. It, it, it would have been amazing. It actually would have been pretty good. Um, so all that to say is that MJF came out and has this big announcement that he is looking to, after him bombing on the mic and... <laughs> cracking some whoa, 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 whoa. He had, he had a, what was that bad joke that he gave that dude? It's like Jericho goes crickets. That was not bombing on the mic. He, he was a pretty bad joke. No, was he talking about Animal Planet? What, whatever he said, whatever MJF said on the mic that got Jericho, and that then, they got no cr- crowd response and MJF was floundering. <laughs> and and like, Jericho got pissed off? No, and Jericho was like crickets, crickets. He just kept, kept oh, saying crickets. Oh, I remember that one. I was um, talking about the Animal one where he was just like, I hate Animal Planet. <laughs> That was hilarious. That was uh, Jericho. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Um, So, let's see here. Uh, Maybe, sort of, kind of, maybe, maybe, possibly, if I wanted to, join the inner circle. (laughs) Yeah. So, uh, after after him uh, just basically wasting time, Jericho says, "All right, Max, cut the shit." and then yes, he said he wants to. He wants to maybe kind of sort of just join in a circle where everybody else in the group was like, absolutely not, absolutely not. And Ortiz, who knew he had, he knew how to put two two, uh, two words together. Um, I did. Uh, well, other than the Talk Is Jericho podcast where they all talked. <laughs> <laughs> if you never heard him actually talk, speak, you would never know. Uh, other than him growling, yeah, you just think he says, "We the best." We the best. Um, so apparently, they're going to go out for a steak dinner this week. That should be interesting. Which uh, will also be on AEW television. Yes. So that should be fun. That should be fun. Um, they pull up the Lugers. This. Uh, oh, yeah. oh, my God. Okay. They pull up to a Longhorn Steakhouse. <laughs> okay. And then Jericho loses his jacket in a car or some <laughs> shit. Just something with him losing something in a car. Something's going to get lost. This has to be where this goes. <laughs> Something's going to happen at a steakhouse. Um, this next segment, actually, it was. Max th- loses the diamond ring at Longhorn Steakhouse. Book it. And then Jericho has to go back, and he finds it under the seat. And then, yeah, or like, it turns out Jericho actually took it in the first place. It was the first place. 
this the segment with Spa with Britt Baker and Sh- Shivani was hysterical. Awesome. Uh, it was amazing. <laughs> where, I have zero bad things to say about that segment. Everything about it was the best. Legit getting waxed, Shivani was, by Baker and uh, uh, the spa <laughs> attendee and uh, what's her name? Uh, Reba? Rebel? What, what's, what's her name this week? Rebel? Reba? Uh, yeah. they, they're just ripping. <laughs> ripping <laughs> uh, the strips off. It was just hysterical. Um, uh, my my favorite match of the night, AEW uh, TNT uh title match with uh, Cody taking on Orange Cassidy and the uh, I, I I found it funny like the beginning of the of the the match the, the online they've said that Cody has never done a uh, a arm like a, a collar and elbow, collar elbow. Lock up. thank you that's what I was looking and for Orange Cassidy hasn't done it I thought that's what I said I heard Cody. Did I say Cody? I have bad I apologize. hearing, but no, you're probably right. Wrong. You're probably right. Orange Cassidy has never done. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you're probably right. Has never done a uh, collar shoulder uh, tie up. He finally did it after just running around the ring and wasting about two minutes doing it. Finally did it. It <laughs> got a pop too. Just so funny how wrestling is. I popped. Um, yes, yeah, so did I. I'll be honest. Yeah, I, I popped too. hard for that. That was hilarious. <laughs> I like how also how like Jim Ross and Shivani, who at the beginning of, of all this was like, who is this asshole, now have like the utmost respect for Orange Cassidy. Um, and this this was this be, between all the DDTs and, and uh, the attempts at the crossroads. It, it, really good match, man. Just go back and check it out. Um, and uh, Orange had Cody uh, for, for a three count. And this was if you were in the midst of you, you hadn't watched it yet, but but uh, Stephen had said that he was watching it at at that moment that he was like, it was amazing. I said it was an amazing match, but it all ended just horribly. Like this mm-hmm. match could have. I understand you're trying, which they they, they successfully have done is basically taking this match and they're going to do a part two uh, next week. Um, but it ended with in two weeks. In two weeks, thank you. In two weeks. Uh. It ended up with Orange Cassidy rolling up Cody, and the referees counts one, two, and the bell rings. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh shit, come on, <laughs> come on. I I I hope, I really do hope that um, Cody is the middleman from Brody Lee, a a legitimate, reasonable to believe middleman from Brody Lee to hand it off to Orange Cassidy. And I thought it was going to happen this week. I think they see if they they had this ending with this match. I feel like they did it just because Cody just got it, and so if they want to prolong this kind of story and have another awesome match like they had with this one, and prolong it for another you know two weeks and and have them come back for for take two. Is the TNT title or TNT title matches twenty minute time limit or sixty minute time limit? I thought it were 20. The, for the TNT title? Yeah. Okay. I was just wondering. Because I'm not going to lie. I I, I, honestly, I don't know because I, every match I see, it, it's, it goes, it seems like it goes 20. And this went this went 20. So there was a time oh, yeah. limit on this. So It felt like forever. It, it felt like forever. It was awesome. I'm not complaining about it, but I was like, oh, my God, they're going for a while. They, they are, yeah. No, it was, they went the full 20. Um, just, we were not just used to having AEW matches actually go full length. Um so yeah, uh, and Lance Archer was was interviewed about John Moxley, and then John Moxley <laughs> attacks Archer. Uh, Matt Hardy is being interviewed by Shivani Ringside with uh, the wifey there and the kids, and then Sammy Guevara 
gets on the screen in what was uh, I, I at the end of everything I popped because he was just like, I'm not done with you. <laughs> you think I'm done? You think I want to move on? I'm coming after you. If the, and he basically said, if you're if you're an AEW, I'm coming after you. Like that's just you you set this up for however long you want to have it go go for, and I'm all about it. Just I'm hyped. Just watch his head <laughs> for the love of God. <laughs> just, yeah, please. Jeez. Um, Shivani says uh, next week there's gonna be four teams competing for the uh, uh, number one contendership for FTR's uh, championship in that full gear, and that's Private Party, uh, Dark Order, uh, Silver Reynolds, Butcher and the Blade, and, and of course the Young Bucks. And uh, he, uh, Young Bucks come in and like we're not gonna super kick Shivani tonight. Uh, and then they just basically super kicked everybody else in the ring. Um, yeah. Women's title match. You have uh, Karashita against Big Swole. A uh, couple. It was like one or two botches that I, I kind of. It was like it, it just seemed like Sheeta was was a little slow with uh, some of the moves in this one. Yeah, uh, um, all respect to Sheeta and Big Swole, but I'm here for this next match. If I'm being honest with you. So Eddie Kingston. Um, by the way, Sean Spears, who again, he's, he's another one that kind of had the reverse WWE plague happen to him, where. Mm-hmm. Um, thought he had bigger and better things and just kind of like fizzled out. Um, just wait a couple. Wait, wait a little bit. Okay, that's fine. Before, before you give your assumption, just it's, wait a little uh, bit. Assumption. It's been, it's been exactly, oh wait, they celebrated a year. It's been a year. What, what have they done sure. with him? I, uh, he only, he, hang on, he showed, he showed up at Five for the Fallen. Okay. And that was after. Hmm? No? Nope, never mind. Okay. I forgot I said that. <laughs> Forget I said that. We just fly by the seat of our pants here. Um, Eddie Kingston joins the broadcast booth, and we have our world title match. Uh, no, t- no DQ, uh, which thank thank God. Um, uh, Lance Archer taking on uh, John Moxley, and uh, good God, <laughs> I, I give credit to to, to Moxley um, in his just effort to push the boundaries, man. And see, he he does, and Archer just. Uh, destroying him left and right, um, but all this to basically set up. He had uh, uh, Moxley hitting him with paradigm shifts. Archer kicks out. Archer DDTs uh, Moxley. Uh, uh, Moxley uh, kicks out. Uh, he he countered and and uh, Moxley did counter with a roll up, <laughs> with a, the uh, biggest move ever. The the, uh, the cradle, then uh, Moxley gets the win, only for while Moxley is dazed and confused. Eddie Kingston and Lucha Brothers to come into the ring with steel chairs, and uh, he, he reminds he, that he's going to keep pulling that card out where Kingston says he never tapped out, um, and basically backfists uh, Moxley uh, to the ground, and then Kingston basically chokes him out. And, it was amazing, and he's she's shouting out, "This is what it's all. This, this is what it's about. I'll be. It'll be mine. I never tapped." And yeah, you need to put the strap on that guy immediately. Put a strap on him. <laughs> no, put the strap on him. <laughs> a strap on. Um, Come on, dude. On pause. him. Strap on him. Put the belt on him. There you go. Make sure he can keep his pants up. <laughs> then put the strap on him. Make sure he can do the deed. <laughs> Uh-huh. You and think, then give him the championship. You think you want to put? <laughs> you crack yourself up. You think it's time to put the the title on Kingston? 
He's all uh, five seconds in. Not, not, not yet. I think he, but, um, he, he um, can definitely it, go it, there. You're getting there. You're getting there. Yeah. I. Who's who's viable? Who's a viable person to defeat John Moxley for his AEW World Champion? Lance Archer. Not the way he not not the way he performed. Well, the, he just lost it. Um, it seems like Moxley is in a different storyline every five seconds. Yeah, but Stratus, yeah, but I mean, he's in a different like uh, storyline with like every other guy that he can possibly get his hands on. Like he went from MJF, MJF to Brian Cage to to Archer. Like there's nothing substantial as far as like it, it's staying in one spot. It just seems like it just yeah. keeps go- moving. It, it's perpetually going. Um, I'm not mad at it. I just feel like if they had a opportunity to build up a storyline with, with with these big guys that he keeps fighting, that it could just keep going. Like the Brian Cage thing now is done. Like that's that's it. Team Taz is is out. Like they kept yeah. going on and on about it, and he slammed them into into cars, and he beat him. Moxley beat him, and that's it. Yeah, um, and I bet you'll find Lance Archer going after the TNT title in a month or two. I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure him and Cody will go at it. Yeah. Um, so very happy with this ending. Very happy with uh, Eddie Kingston choking out Moxley there. Um, and then moving on to Friday Night SmackDown and the the ups and downs of it all. Uh, Lars Sullivan actually cleanly defeating Jeff Hardy. Uh, I don't know if anybody doubted that since the, he was not going to job in his first match. Um, New Day uh, in their farewell match. All three of them take on uh, Nakamura, Cesaro, and Sheamus. And uh, New Day take, take the win on that one. Street Profits in uh, their SmackDown debut uh, defeat Ziggler and Rude uh, via DQ. So basically, there was one on Raw. I was kind of surprised. There's only one, one on SmackDown. All right, keep me counting. Got it. All right, fucking bullshit. <laughs> Roman Reigns, uh, and Braun Strowman go at it, and much better than the last match that they had. Much better, <laughs> much much better. Um, it, the match itself was was good. It wasn't wasn't the greatest. It, it, the end of it was where we're at here. So, uh, Uso. Jay Uso um, comes out, comes down to the ring, and it, Reigns is in this whole, I'm sorry, I'm still better than you, you need to bow down to me, and proceeds to beat the shit out of Strowman with this chair. Um, Uso then comes into the ring, he slides the chair over to him for Jay to hit Strowman with the chair. Does not do that. Uh, it basically hits uh, Roman with it. And... Good. Uh... But then Roman basically shakes it off and uh, lays out Jay with a Superman punch, and that is the the end of SmackDown. Um, I love it. I mean, I mean nothing other than the, the that between that and uh, two two things that I well, three things actually. Um, one is that Triple H and Stephanie McMahon uh, opened up the show. Which is uh, people apparently backstage were all happy to see, have Triple H on their show to to kick things off. Uh, two is uh, the New Day and their uh, their spiel on the mic, which I I was it was very heartfelt. But if you go back and watch it, I can't take Kofi seriously when he's upset because if you watch him cry, it's one of the funniest things you'll ever see in your life. Um, have you ever seen Have you ever seen Days and Confused? You know what I haven't. What I know, I know. 
and, and that's one of those movies that's just like I, I gotta I gotta watch it. Days and Confused. Okay. Fast you Times need to go see Days fast, and Confused. Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Like these are movies. What? I, I know. I, I listen. I get it. It shows over, guys. We're <laughs> fucking done. That's it. I get it. And I'm I'm usually the one that poor days and confused. I'm usually the one that I will ridicule people for not watching movies, <laughs> like great movies. Those are two movies that I are on my radar that I I've always wanted to watch. I just haven't had the chance to get. Well, when you watch Days and Confused, that's going to be your homework for next week. <laughs> yes. Okay. I, I'll I'll accept. Look at the way the young kid acts. Okay. Because from what I'm gathering, it's pretty much the exact way, same way that Cody acts. Every time this kid gets, like, nervous and everything, hmm. he puts his fingers on the bridge of his nose, and he's like, oh, man. <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. That was it. And that was exactly how Kofi acted. It was just like, you're not going to shed a tear. I know you're upset. Like This is a real yeah. moment. Like, you're, you're, you're kind of shooting here. But at the same time, just, yeah. <laughs> it was just all kinds of weird. Um, and then also the... Uh, the the air quote contract signing, uh, well no another thing too. So the contract signing ha- happened and didn't happen. Sasha Banks signed, Bailey didn't, so they'll prolong that for at least this week since it's a go home episode. Um, and she'll that- knock her out and then put a pen in her hand and then sign Bailey's name, which technically is a forgery. But if it was in the pen's in Bailey's hand, what are you gonna do with that? Wrestling, and uh, <laughs> and Rollins uh, at the end of everything here. Um, uh, goes to confront uh, actually Mysterios are, are there in the ring and Murphy comes out to seemingly protect uh, his his guy and goes after Rollins. Rollins retreats and then Murphy goes to shake Mysterio and uh, Dominic's hand and they're like absolutely not. So that has continued on Fridays everybody instead of Mondays. Great. Yay. <laughs> Yay, more story that we can just expand to another day. That's fantastic. Um yeah, so all the storylines basically are just switching is swapping spots here and uh swapping spit. And uh Ew. yeah. Um <laughs> we shall see what happens with these. But we have two nights to set up more matches if there are going to be any other matches uh for this Sunday for Hell in a Cell. And I'm assuming Lana is going to be one of them. Lana and, and Asuka. I can see that as the like a kickoff show. Yeah, that's what they said about Zelina and Asuka last time, and then somebody had to get COVID. Well, I mean, no. can never predict COVID. <laughs> it's true. COVID will change your whole plans. Um, <laughs> yeah, so there's, there's that. I mean, I can't even think of anything else other than maybe Rollins and Mysterio or Lars doing something, New Day, something. something. It just, they, they, there's not a lot of space. Maybe they put Braun Strowman and Keith Lee on the card. They could do that. Because I'm assuming the the match is going to end in disqualification on Monday. I just I I think there's got to be something that yes this is true, but it's got to be something that's already established uh, as far as the story goes. Uh, because if they're going to throw something together last second here, then it's got to be something that might. But who knows? Who, who knows? Vince Vince is very sneaky, and he'll do whatever he thinks is best. Not not best for us for business, but best for business. That's right. That's right. Oh, buddy. Buddy, man. That is it, man. That is the week that was. And uh, I guarantee I'm going to turn this mic off. And uh, freaking Nakamura goes on a uh, uh, on a, on a runs from the cops in his Lamborghini. <laughs> <laughs> He's being chased down by, <laughs> by uh, Orlando PD. Um, 
yeah, something's gonna happen. <laughs> so when when it does, <laughs> wait till next week and we'll talk about it. Um, but please hit us up on on Twitter. We, we will uh, respond to everything in there. Uh, Sons of Slam show. Please tell your friends. Uh, rate, subscribe, review uh, for SoundCloud, Spotify, Apple Podcasts. We appreciate all the new listeners that have uh, jumped on board uh, the Sons of Slam train. Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, and please tell everybody that you know uh, to come on listen because we are just fans like you that have gripes. <laughs> and this is this is what our show is based on, <laughs> on griping about bullshit that mostly WWE has has come come across and every time AEW pulls some shit like uh you know banging Hardy's head on the floor uh we will bring it to you. There's a big gripe show over here. Big gripe show. We that's all we do is gripe. Um <laughs> please again hit us up on the Twitter and rate subscribe review the show. I want to leave you with <laughs> the the text that you sent me yesterday. Um saying and it basically said and I I want to pull it up before I apologize. I should have had it up here already, but I it said and I quote, um, uh, shit, no, you put it in the other text. I'm sorry, guys. Hold on. I got it. Please. Uh, oh, yes, here it is. Yes. Oh, go ahead. Go All ahead. Right. You, you said it. Me to say it no, you? You, no, you said it. Go ahead. All right. Did any of you know that Macho Man had a rap album? <laughs> to which I said, how the hell did you not know that he had a rap album? <laughs> which I said... <laughs> Must have slipped through the cracks somehow. Weed is a hell of a drug. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know what I mean? Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yes, Randy Savage had a album. <laughs> uh, and it was a rap album. And he basically, uh, I'm not going to even say anything. It was just it just classic. And I leave you. One of the greatest diss tracks of all time on that album. It's <laughs> uh, Macho Man, Are You Ready? Hell yeah. I'm hyped, yo. I heard this song. I heard this song this weekend and I wanted to run through a wall. I wanted to run through a wall more with the song we played at the beginning. I'm telling you. Oh, you ready? Put these two songs in your rotation. NF The Search and Are You Ready by Macho Man Randy Savage. I'm Chris Mindell, the Reaper Mr. Joe Black. I'm ready. Are you ready? Like bees, and I rock the show with the greatest of these. Oh, everybody. Whoa.
connection. The key to party hard, you don't need that weapon. So if you didn't come to party, get your foot out of here. Just vacate the premises and disappear. We're here to rock the house at full power. And after we turn it out, we're popping bottles. Squirrels in my face, a Playboy model. And when they hear my two voice, their knees start to wobble. So let's get it on, we can jam all night. And we can rock and we can roll through the broad daylight. Come on! The Sons of Slam podcast.